Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are covering what is considered a very haunted location. It's also in a city that has another very famous haunted place. That's one of my personal favorite episodes. And this is actually the sister hotel of that. It has the same owners. Hmm. I have no idea where this is. I'm, I'm curious. So it is in Arkansas in Eureka Springs. Oh, okay. It's got those magical healing springs that maybe is bringing some ghostly energy to this location. This is your haunted holiday at the Basin Park Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So, Lindsay, based on those hints that I gave you in the intro, what do you think the sister hotel of this one is, the one that we've covered in a previous episode? It's got to be the Crescent Hotel. That is right. So it is in the same town as the infamous Crescent Hotel. Now, what I will say, Crescent Hotel is on my bucket list. This actually appears to be more comfortable, I think, than the Crescent Hotel. Like... So if you're interested in getting a ghost tour of the Crescent Hotel, but you're not so sure you want to stay the night in Michael's room or deal with some crazy doctor that might be haunting you in the middle of the night, this might be a good spot. I mean, it's still haunted, but it's not like that level, I don't think. And let me just say, you know, I don't know anything about this place that we're covering today. I will learn with the rest of our listeners. But, you know, if you happen to be going to this town, you know, and, and you have not listened to our Crescent Hotel episode or you're not familiar with the Crescent Hotel episode, go back and listen to it. It's one of our original episodes. I think it's like our third or fourth episode that we put out there. So it's a good one. It's crazy. You'll want to visit that place whether you stay the night or not. Agreed. One of these days, we absolutely must go. Uh, like, it's just a must do on the haunted hotel list. How we have not been there already I just don't know. Like, we're going to have to take some sort of trip. But we're going to have to stop here, too. This place is pretty sweet. It does not have the same history as the Crescent and that, like, there was a crazy doctor who was, like, killing patients there, basically. And it was a hospital and all that stuff. No. This is, like, an actual hotel. The town itself of Eureka Springs, to give you just a little bit of background there, it actually, I guess I would say, kind of sprung to life in the 1880s when people discovered there was these springs there. People were saying the water was very healing. So people really started to flock to this town, especially people with illnesses, right? We're going there, going to the now Crescent Hotel, trying to use the spring's healing powers and get this nonsense treatment. But they were coming to this area in general. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that the spring water attracts ghosts. This was something that even the Native Americans who were on the land before we were, you know, said, like, these are healing, magical waters. I think there could be something to that. I mean, we've brought this up before multiple times, which is, you know, there's it seems like fresh water might attract spirits and it might be some crazy theory out there, but there seems to be a lot of haunted places around springs. Like think of like Excelsior Springs, another place in the Midwest in Missouri, a super haunted place. 
you know, I mean, you've got all kinds of red boiling springs, the Thomas house, all kinds of different. Oh, I agree. Those are only a couple of, you know. I agree. So one thing that they have in common is the spring waters. The other thing they have in common is the spring waters that are attracting ill people to them because back in the 1800s, they thought it was healing. So ill people equals death equals ghosts. So I don't know, like... (laughs) Your example is probably better in that, yeah, people died there because they went there, they had cancer, they were trying to get cures, didn't work, they died, and here we are, lots of ghosts. And there was a lot of people usually that died in a single location, usually a place that was used as some sort of, you know, healing building with spas or a hospital, that kind of thing. But anyway, I mean, I find it all interesting. Like, I think it could just be the water or it could be, you know, the combination of those things. This hotel was actually built in 1905. Before it was built, there was actually a different structure there called the Perry House. And that actually burned to the ground. So there was a fire, burned that timber building down. Then they built this new place, the Basin Park Hotel, that was originally made out of like limestone and stuff, which is another thing that they say attracts ghosts. But not only was it originally built of limestone, Lindsay, it was actually built essentially on the side of a mountain. We've seen this in a couple other places we've covered, but that mountain has a lot of limestone in it. Well, there you go. Boom. This is haunting. This is this place. It's got all the elements. Well, I don't know yet about the tragedy, but we know there's limestone. There's like there's some fresh spring water. It sounds like, you know, the odds are going up. The odds and a, a home burned down to the ground. That sounds ominous. All right, Lisa, keep giving us the deets. And honestly, I mean, we talk about like tragedy and stuff, and this is horrible, and I've said it before, but like we don't really have all the history of everything that's ever happened in a hotel room. Like, let's just be real. Horrible things happen in hotels. People go there, and yeah, I mean, I try not to think about these things when I stay in a hotel room, but like that's just the reality and unfortunately a lot of it isn't documented over the years but anyway it's built on side on the side of this mountain made of limestone and one of the cool facts about this so it had so many floors next to the mountain there was like a staircase leaving each floor almost like a fire exit and this building was actually featured by ripley's believe it or not because it was the only building where each floor was technically a ground floor because you could exit directly onto the side of this hill huh that's really cool The other thing that was interesting about this, in 1944, the hotel itself, it changed hands and it had a new owner by the name of Joe Parkhill. And he renovated this place. They say he spared no expense. He put in a lot of extra things that guests would like. He put in like horseback riding for the guests, hay rack rides dancing, you know, activities for people to do, but not only legal activities, he also incorporated some illegal activities for his guests, including a speakeasy and slot machines, which were not legal at this time. 
This sounds like my kind of place. This sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would have gone there. You know, there is no record of Al Capone being here, but there is a record that they say they believe his sister stayed here for about a month. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you gotta love an Al Capone reference. We almost need to go back and kind of find out all of the places we've covered where Al Capone has visited or maybe a relative now. We need to add that to the list because he's gotten around in these haunted places around the U.S., that's for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he went there. In fact, the rumor at the time, because he had these illegal things, was that his customers were mobsters. So people would like talk a lot about the owner of, you know, the Basin Park Hotel and would be like, oh, his, you know, customers are in the mob and it was like very scandalous back in the day. So who knows? Al Capone probably showed up for all I know. <laughs> Visit his sister. <laughs> well, unfortunately, somebody, the sheriff, had to ruin all of the fun. In 1955, they actually raided the hotel, arrested the owner, several people that they said were involved in these illegal activities and he ended up selling the hotel decided to like step away from it i don't know like how long he went to prison for i, I don't know but he sold it exchanged hands over the years in 1997 there was new owners that purchased this hotel continued to do renovations but not only did they purchase the basin park hotel they purchased the crescent hotel as well and as we know the crescent hotel embraces their ghosts and so does this one your haunted holiday now has patreon that's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash your haunted holiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So why is this place haunted, Lindsay? We talked about the the natural spring water is there potentially carrying energy and making this, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know if I would say vortex or, you know, it's carrying that. It's got the limestone as part of that as well. There was also Native Americans who used to live on this land, as well as original settlers in this town and that Perry house that actually burned to the ground as well not only that yes there's no like major tragedy that we're aware of but a lot of, i mean this is an old hotel it was built at the turn of the century it's over 100 years old like some stuff happened here probably like let's be real okay <laughs> for sure i mean it sounds like we don't have proof of death but it sounds like highly likely you know there's a couple here and there maybe even some people who grew attached to the place Right, or people that were on the land before, which is actually one of the theories. They think one of the apparitions may have come from 
one of the, the original home that burned here. So some of the things that you want to look for, doors, I mean, this is our typical stuff. They're moving on their own. They're actually slamming. And you, sometimes you'll hear a door slam. You may not even see it. But also doorknobs jiggling as you walk by. So you want to pay attention for that as well. The other place that you want to look in the hotel specifically is the ballroom. So if you're just hanging out late at night, you want to go somewhere specific. There are ghosts everywhere. The doors are slamming everywhere. Like the whole place is haunted. Okay. <laughs> the doors are slamming everywhere. That sounds I like mean, a movie or something. <laughs> I mean, stuff is happening all over the place here, right? Fair <laughs> enough. Stuff is moving around. The objects are, you know, being tossed all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but the ballroom in particular does have quite a bit of activity. What you're going to want to look for here is actually shadows. And they say faces that don't necessarily have a body attached to them will show up sometimes like looking out the windows of the ballroom you may see a face there but like a lot of shadows out of the corner of your eyes there's been a lot of investigations in the ballroom where people bring their emf detector so if you have a k2 an emf you definitely want to bring it into the ballroom because you will get responses is what they say and then cold spots is the other thing that you want to look for in this area when they see the faces it's interesting because i guess it wouldn't be considered a full body apparition but i mean it's seeing an apparition with features which to me is pretty major any do they have any theories about who might be haunting this like there's a couple people that they think might. One is the wife of the house that burned down before there. Mm -hmm. Others, and then other than that, they're like, we think it's maybe just old hotel patrons that used to stay here that are attached, maybe ghost vacationing, traveling, going back to their favorite vacation destination. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe people that used to work there, too, that maybe worked there for years and years. We hear that a lot at hotels. Uh, Ex-staff members who passed away that, that stick around. Yes, definitely. So that there's a lot of activity in the ballroom. The other thing that you want to look for here that this hotel is really known for is orbs. And I'm not talking about the orbs that just show up in pictures, although they say they do show up in pictures, but these are orbs that are seen by the naked eye. So you could just be looking at the building and actually see orbs around it. They say sometimes the orbs show up more around the limestone where the building actually meets the mountain, which goes back to that limestone theory. Maybe that is generating some sort of energy there. But the orbs are also seen inside, and they also say, this is interesting about the orbs, is that they tend to follow people. You could see somebody walking in front of you and all of these little orbs kind of following behind them. That's interesting. So that would definitely be something to catch on video. I'd be curious to, to see some evidence. I mean, I think a lot of times orbs are dust or a bug, that kind of thing. It sounds like this is a lot more... A lot more than that, potentially. You know, if people are seeing this with their naked eye and it's not just the flash of the camera catching something that looks interesting but isn't, which I think is a lot of stuff. But this sounds interesting. This sounds like it has some potential to be a real orb. Yes, I think it does based on the descriptions and how often they are seen here. 
Let's talk about some apparitions. So we talked about the activity that you want to look for, but there's also a few apparitions here. One of which is tied, they believed that burned down home that was on the land beforehand. We don't know the name of this woman, but they believe it was um, the wife that was living there. She is supposed to be very pale with kind of straw-like blonde hair and she has blue eyes, like very bright blue eyes and is walking the grounds. Most of the time she is seen looking very sad but doesn't seem to be interacting with people. So you may, most likely it appears she's going to be outside like just around the hotel, which makes sense if she used to live on that same piece of land. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's interesting. So we do have a full body apparition walking around. Something to catch, that's for sure. Yes. Another one is a little girl. And this little girl is supposed to seem very happy. So like the exact opposite of this woman. She's wearing a yellow dress and always has pigtails. She is doing the same thing. Nothing specific i wasn't able to really decipher is this an intelligent haunt that might interact with you i didn't see anything like that so i tend to think it may be more residual something people see but she seems pretty happy just kind of doing her thing walking around the place that's pretty cool though i like that she's in like a yellow dress this is really distinct right so if you are out there ghost hunting i mean you you know what you're looking for yes The last apparition that you want to look for is in a specific room. This is room 309. This is the creepier of them. It's literally what we would call a creeper ghost. Mm -hmm. But this is a six foot tall man that shows up at the end of your bed at 4 a.m. on the dot. And he's wearing cowboy boots and spurs and he's going to stare at you. Is he wearing a hat? I did not see anything about a hat. Okay. Because um, I can tell you if the guy was wearing a hat and that was the description of this apparition, I would not stay in room 309. I can tell you that much. But, but the hat man stares at people. You know, they wake up in the middle of the night and he's there staring at them. So it kind of fits the description minus the hat, I suppose. I mean, he's wearing boots, spurs. This is like a yeah. cowboy. This is a human um, yeah. ghost, I would imagine. But I mean, most of the activity here seems pretty nice. He's more creepy. I did see some accounts of people that thought they were almost being like choked out where they were like coughing and they almost like couldn't breathe. Some of the investigators happened to a couple people around there and they actually were able to see marks on their necks. Now, I'm very skeptical of this kind of thing because they didn't see the the marks form like the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. other people that he kind of like rushed out like coughing and then returns and he's like look at these marks on my neck and i'm like mm, i don't know about that maybe Honestly, maybe not i'm very skeptical of it too and and here's the thing i i think that something like that would be extremely unusual at, a, at me and lisa lisa and i we have been to so many haunted places now we've ne- knock on wood we have never had anything like that even come close to occurring. Granted, we're not, you know, trying to get the ghosts angry or fired up or anything like that. We don't do any of those types of things, but we've never had that happen. And and so I do think there's people out there that want to get attention and they deceive in order to get that attention. And not saying that this person is doing that because I absolutely believe that it could happen. 
I just think it's extremely rare, highly unlikely. Doesn't sound like these ghosts are like that typically. I agree. I, I think it could absolutely be real. And I think it does happen to people where, I mean, you were touched by a ghost in the Whaley house. You weren't choked out, you right. know. That ghost but, wasn't going to choke me. He was just saying, hey. Right, exactly. I'm here. So this place is really cool. It is in downtown Eureka Springs. It kind of towers over the other buildings from what I've seen of the description. And it just honestly is a really cool place to go. It it seems like there's a lot of hiking, outdoor activities. There's trails literally right there. I think this place is right next to a park. There's, there's horseback riding available, all kinds of stuff. But there's a, this place is really neat. We're going to get into some different things that they have to offer. One thing that stuck out to me when I was going through their website is they have electric vehicle charging stations. Not something you see at a lot of these old historic hotels. So if you have an electric vehicle, they got you covered. Free of charge, you'll be able to charge your car overnight without any issues. I oh, like that's that. Really, that's really nice. And if you're doing like a cross-country trip or something, this could be a really good stop. To stay the night if you're in, you know, an electric vehicle. Yes, I agree. I mean, that's going to continue to be more and more important, I think, as, as those become bigger. There's a restaurant there called Balcony Bar and Restaurant, and it's literally on a balcony two or three floors up where a lot of the seating is. There's also inside seating, but it's got like a, the bar is like entirely made of copper, and they claim to have the best burger in Arkansas here Hmm. i'm all for trying that that sounds great yes so the food the drinks look good there is live music that kind of thing they also have a local whiskey bar there that they kind of like the theme of bootlegging since there was a speakeasy here so they have a whole whiskey themed thing that has high-end bar food so pretzel bites hummus truffle fries things like that that look pretty good i would i'm not a whiskey person but like the pretzel bites yeah i'm in for that right you know what i've realized in doing this show too is that during prohibition like nobody complied with the law (laughs) basically everyone was like yeah nah we're gonna serve alcohol screw it i would have been one of those people i i wouldn't have complied (laughs) no way (laughs) the other thing that they have that they offer is what's called the bootlegger breakfast so there are several different breakfast options out there that you can get at like the restaurant and that kind of thing. But if you want something delivered to your room, you go to the desk, you fill out an order form and they bring you an array of different kind of continental easy breakfast things in a wooden box that's meant to look like a bootlegger whiskey box that goes to your room. So that is an option. They also have a spa there. It is considered one of the nicest spas in all of Arkansas. Of course, it's in a spring um, town, so they're going to be known for their spas. This spa looks pretty nice. Unfortunately, their website was having issues. I wasn't able to pull up the prices, but I'm going to assume because this is a nice hotel, they're, you know, they're not going to be cheap. Standard, nice spa rates, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. 
The hotel itself, it is nicely upgraded. I would say it's not like super uber modern amenities, but more modern than like the Crescent Hotel for sure. I mean, it's historic. It's going to be old. It's going to be creaky, but it seems to be clean. It's got, you know, nice clean sheets and decently updated stuff. I mean, it looks nice. Okay. So this looks like a pretty comfortable stay. You're not going to be... The only thing that might make you uncomfortable is the dude standing over your bed staring at you at four in the morning. Okay. Exactly. You're going to be very comfortable here. And the prices are super reasonable, in my opinion. They have an array of different types of rooms. They have kind of your standard room, but they also have jacuzzi rooms. They have suites. So it varies pretty widely in terms of what you can get. But a standard room during the week, I was able to find out like $100 a night. So that's not bad at all. Some of the suites are going to range a little bit bigger than that. And those still aren't that crazy expensive. I was able to find some suites for like $150 that have jacuzzi tubs, sometimes even a little less than that. But depending on the size of the room, you could spend up to like $300. Got it. Yeah, that does sound really reasonable. I mean, granted, this isn't like a large city anything like that. So this sounds like a a reasonable rate for what you're getting in the location that you're at. But you know what's really cool, though, about this town is that you've got these two different locations. If I was there, I would probably book both. Like, I would probably book a room at least one night in each, maybe two nights in the Crescent, try to get into Michael's room, you know, maybe try to get into room 309 here. Like, what a cool little town to go to. It's so funny that you say that. So last fall, starting in September, they offered this deal called the Paranormal Pair because they have the same owners. And so I don't know if they're going to offer it this fall, but keep an eye out for it if you're going September, October timeframe. But basically it included one night in both hotels, two tickets to the Crescent Hotel Ghost Tour, and two tickets to the Basin Park Paranormal Investigation Tour, which I'm gonna talk about in a minute. So it included all of those things at a very discounted rate. So it was kind of like you're bundling and saving and you get to stay in both places, you get tours of both places. Very, very cool. But it seemed to be a really good deal. Lastly, let's talk about the Paranormal Investigation. So. Obviously, like I said, they embrace their ghosts here. This is a major part of who I guess their customers probably are going to Eureka Springs. They're weirdos like us wanting to check out a haunted hotel. This place is nice enough, though, that I don't think it's all ghost people, but I'm I'm sure there's a, a pretty large audience for it. So they offer these paranormal investigations Wednesdays through Sundays every week. They begin at 10.30 p.m., so it is at night, and it is one hour long. They provide you equipment like EMF detectors, things like that. I don't know that it's like super high-end equipment, but they give you some basic stuff, and it is only $19.75. Ooh, that is a steal. That's pretty darn good. I mean, granted, it's only an hour-long tour. You know, you'd hope, I was hoping it would go into like middle of the night kind of thing, like... 2 a.m., 3 a.m. But if you're staying there, now you've heard all the stuff, you've gone on an investigation, you've hit all the hot spots, now you can go back. You go back to your room and try to find a ghost. Exactly. Well, in that case, I mean, yeah, the price is really good considering, you know, what what you're getting. I think it's a steal for an actual investigation where they're giving you some equipment 
Mm-hmm. I think it's a great deal, even if it's only an hour. An hour is a long time to sit in the dark and look around for ghosts for a lot of people. So stay the night, then get a room, then continue the investigation after the tour. Well, I would say, you know, the Basin Park Hotel sounds awesome. This is going to be a bucket list edition because we've really got to schedule out when we're going to go visit these two hotels. And now that there, we know there's two haunted hotels there, yeah. I mean, it would check, make check. more sense. Yes. 100%. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Listeners are what drives this podcast. We got a latest review that I want to read that is really appreciated from a lady who calls herself Florida Betty. Um, she said, I started listening to this podcast to drown out a coworker, but found that I really enjoyed it. And I'm now almost caught up to current podcasts. I find the places that I've been to that y'all talk about the most interesting, be it either Savannah or New Orleans, which by the way, are both totally very haunted, especially when you talk about a place I've stayed in, for example, the Marshall House or the Bourbon Orleans, which I think you did, but if not, please do it most definitely haunted. Anyway, keep it up. I love it. So actually, Betty, we have not covered the Bourbon Orleans Hotel yet. Um, We actually plan to stay there about almost two years ago now, right before the pandemic started. We had it booked. We were going to go to New Orleans. We're going to stay there. Then we were going to go to the Myrtle's Plantation. Oh, my gosh. That was going to be kind of a scary one. Um, But we ended up having to cancel. So my goal is to eventually replan that trip and and get out there to New Orleans and and stay at the Bourbon Orleans. But Florida Betty, I am adding that to my recommendation list right now. Awesome. Well, if you are enjoying the podcast like Betty is, please make sure to rate us five stars. It helps to engage more listeners, helps get us more attention. Um, Spread the word as well. Uh, All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.